You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. We have been doing a series of teaching on the church. Someone say the church. Talking about the body of Christ, talking about the, the ecclesia, the individual. And it comprises of what? The universal church. It comprises of the local church. And it comprises of the individual as the church. And we've seen this throughout scripture. So when we hear the when we hear the word church, oftentimes people just limit it to, yeah, we know that the individual is the ecclesia. And not only are we called out, but we're called out from the world to God to go back into the world to influence the world for God. So we're the called out ones, right? Called out from the world to God to go back into the world to influence the world for God. We're talking about believers. Amen? So, so but it comprises of three aspects. The universal church, that is Christians who were proclaiming Jesus or who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior throughout the world. It comprises of the local church, and it comprises of the individual as the church. Amen? I want to say this because if you can get, if, if, if this gets in you, you are more likely or you are more inclined to do what it says. You cannot uh, recite what you have not retained. Amen? Then, too, learning is repetitious. And if I get it, watch this, I got it. And it's nothing like having something whereby you can do it at will. I don't want to just stumble on it and, and don't know how to get back there. But once it's in you, it's in you. Amen. So let's go back to um, Matthew. This is where we left off last week. And I want to, um, for a subheading today, and notice we've talked about, uh, we said that there are three primary ways that we support our church through our time, through our talents and through our amen so now we are on the last one dealing with supporting the church with my financial contributions now let me say this um i've been very laggard if you would or dilatory on this one because there's so much uh controversy in the body of christ relative to the subject of money and and let me say this it's not about the money it's about honor and trust in God. We've just made it about money. It's not about the money. It's about honor and trust in God. It's about honor and trust in God. If you believe that you are uh, on a fixed income, that would be your demise. Although there are principles outlined in the word that if I trust and honor God, Brother Wilson, he would take my little and magnify it into a lot. Boy, mm. but it's about trust and honor in the living God. Now, uh, I, 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 let me give you this again because there, there, our last subheading or our last point was all or God is the cure for all anxieties. We said that God is the cure. Then I showed you in scripture that God, come on, let's say it out loud. God is the cure for all anxieties. Who is the cure? God is the cure for all anxieties. And I showed you here in Matthew uh, chapter 6 that Jesus 
encouraged us that we should not, uh, matter of fact, let's read it. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy and distracted about your life as to what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body as what you will wear. Is life... Hmm. I shared some weeks ago how a survey by the American Psychological Association, <laughs> uh, because anxieties, that, that deals in the realm of your soul, your soul, your will, emotions, uh, where you think, where you make decisions. And if you are overly anxious, you will not trust God. And a survey by the American Psychological Association found that money is the leading cause of stress among Americans. Money anxieties. As a matter of fact, three out of four Americans are stressed out about money. Now, how many, wonder how many of those are believers? Three out of four. So that means one, two, three, stressed. One, two, three, stressed. One, two, three, stressed. One, two, three, stress, and so on and so on. So that means there's, you're possibly, even now, sitting next to somebody who's worried, who's stressed out about money. And if we only put our trust in the living God, he will remove all anxieties. Boy, I wish I had about two people that said, Pastor, I am a personal witness how God, or I can attest that God will remove all anxieties. And just to give you a nugget, uh, worry does not change your situation in the least of bits. Financial strain has been find, found, excuse me, to reduce relationship satisfaction. It worsens depression, and it leads to emotional problems, health issues, and poor work performance. Do you hear this? So a lot of people are mad, as I said some weeks ago. What do you mean mad? It's an acronym for money anxiety disorders. A lot of people are suffering from money anxiety disorders. It's the number one reason for divorce in the early years of marriage. Money issues. Hmm. Now, the reason why we need to trust God, and I shared this with you a couple weeks ago, is that when a person becomes so anxious about money, it triggers the fight our flight response. And when this fear-based emotion is triggered, guess what happens? Our rational minds are pu pushed to the side and we're no longer thinking straight. <laughs> I hear God, Sister Wilson, but, but, but Lord, you don't understand this situation. I need it today. So although I hear you encouraging me to or instructing me to do this, no, no, I, I, I can't trust you right now. So it causes you not to think rational. Can I say something? Ask yourself this. It's either God or money. Where does your trust lie? In God or money? That's what we're talking about today. Is it God? Is it in God or in money? And can I say something? Can I talk to parents? And this is crucial even to you relative to your children, because if they see in times of distress, you are not trusting God, they will perpetuate those same behaviors and tendencies when they reach adulthood. They will not know to trust in the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Johnny, Ricky, Bobby, Susan, Alice, because they did not see. And I'm a personal witness who was raised in a household of 10. 
never on welfare. And I seen my father trust God. Had not I seen that, I could be someone who's mad, suffering from money, anxiety disorder, because I, even though I'm raised in a Christian household, I'm never taught to trust the God that I serve. And we're growing up in a society who, who we're more concerned about our children looking a certain way than teaching them how to trust God. So they know the latest fashion, know the, the latest name brands, and we spend money on things like that. But we never teach them how to trust God so they will perpetuate the same attitude. They look good, but they are impoverished when it comes to finances. Don't have any money saved know anything about, know nothing about financial stewardship because we were just taught how to look good, not how to honor God. I know this is true. That's why the Lord says, don't get caught up in material things. He's not opposed to you being blessed, but he wants you to have the right perspective because when your eye is bad, as Jesus taught here in Matthew 6, that your whole body is full of darkness. And if it's dark, how great is that darkness? Ah. Huh. And we teach people, now, investing, there's nothing wrong with investing. But the only thing about, and we've done it and do it, but the only thing about worldly investments is there is no sure guarantee. So whenever you invest, know that you're taking a risk. I've, we've done it and lost money. Done it and seen increase. But, but, but I sow more into the kingdom than we do anywhere else because when you sow into the, here's the difference between sowing into the kingdom and into the systems of this world when you sow into the systems of this world there is no guarantee but when you sow into the kingdom of God there is a guarantee 100% return on your investment <laughs> giving write this down is about trust and honor turn me up just a little bit D turn this up it, giving is about trust and, come on, say it back to me. Giving is about, it's not about money. People making about money, and I'm going to show you in a minute. Don't get caught up in those foolish debates about money. Now, notice, can I, let me go back. I said something earlier. Can I slow down? It's raining. I'm going to take an extra five. Take an extra five. Because there are too many Christians who are struggling financially. There are too many Christians, Brother Fraser, who are mad. They're suffering from money, anxiety disorder. It's not pastor fault. It's not your neighbor fault. It's not the boss man fault. You just refuse to trust this God that you serve. And can I just insert something right here? If you can't trust God with your money, how do you know you're going to spend eternity with him? He might send you to some old junkyard. You can trust him with your soul, but not with five, ten, twenty dollars. That's oxymoron. You mean you trust him with the internal state of your soul, but I can't trust him with some money. How do you know where you're going? When I was meditating on this, and I was thinking about how I see my father trust God, honor God. Ten children, never on welfare, just trusting God. Work and what he made, he honored God. And I think about households now being raised without a father. Let me help you out a second. We don't know how much that damages our children, people. Whether he's in the house or out, outside of the house, he needs the influence, of course, of both parents. But I'm talking about the, the male right now. And if I have, if there's no example before me, that's why I submit to you a lot of men, when they, run it, when they get mad, this money, anxiety disorder, they leave. They abandon their families. 
Notice it's the number one reason. It, it causes the number one uh, reason of divorce in early years because it, it most often times the man abandons because he can't handle the pressure. That's why you need to put your worries, cast your worries onto God the Father. That's why it's so important to have a relationship with God because if you trust in your money, you will go down. But if you trust in the living God. So children oftentimes in our community, they grow up and there's this distorted view of what life is really about. They think it's about stuff. <laughs> and they perpetuate it from generation to generation. They look good, but I have no idea how to be a steward over money. Wow, this is good. Yeah, I, I'm going to give you all this today. So it affects them emotionally. And they make dumb decisions. Like they invest a $300 bag, but never sow that into the kingdom. See, that's that warp perception of life hmm. that's the nugget and I know the sh shoes or bags may be more than that I just use that as a number wasn't trying to minimize your balling status okay let me let me show you something Matthew 6 33 so we were encouraged uh on last week not to be anxious right I showed you in first Peter 5 7 to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you I showed you in Philippians 4, 6, 7 that we should be anxious, worried, distressed about nothing. Give it to God and allow that peace that surpasses all understanding to guard your heart and your mind. If you don't know a giver, make it your business this way to connect to a giver. You, no, 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 man, I'm trying to help somebody. Make it your business to get connected to a giver. Learn how to, 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 to get the principles down. Get in a habit of blessing other people. Let me tell you something, because there are principles that work for anybody who will work them. That's why you can have somebody who was outside of the covenant with the living God, but they understand the principle of giving, and they're blessed tremendously from a financial standpoint. Don't trust in it, but nonetheless, they have finances. And let me tell you why the men are mad, and they blaming other men. But all they have to do, Brother Wilson, is trust God. So they attack me because your wife's sowing into the kingdom, trying to help you. So they attack other preachers because you say all oh, your wife is doing is putting the money into the church. No, your wife is trying to get us out of this hellhole that we're in. If anything, honey, even though I don't have the revelation yet, you keep on giving. I don't, I don't care anything about honoring God right now, but you keep on doing it. And I submit to any man who's watching, that's the reason why you're still afloat now, because your spouse is honoring God. I don't know who that was for. It's not even about money. It's about trust and honor God. It's about trust and honoring God. Instead, be concerned. Notice the Lord said, don't be concerned about this stuff. As a matter of fact, he said, these are things that the people who are outside of covenant with me seek. These are people, people who don't know me should be worried. People who don't know me are distressed. People who don't know me are topsy-turvy. But you, your primary concern should be kingdom. Instead, be concerned. Listen to what he says. Above everything else, with the kingdom of God and with what he requires of you. And he will, who will? And who will? And he will provide. But you know what? I will never get there if I never get to that place where I trust and 
Come on, talk to me. Where I trust and where I trust and giving is about. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. It's about trust and honor. It's either God or money. And would you would you know that in today's time we have those who are so wise to think that pastor, I'm able to juggle both at the same time in the same place. You are feeling the truth is not in you. You can't do both. One, both can't be the head. You can have both, but out of the both, God has to be first. Will you say this? It's either God or money. Proverbs 3, 9. First point we're talking about giving is about trust and honor. Giving is about giving is about giving is about giving is about we say this it's either God. Let me get the God words translation. I think we have that. It, it, it brings a little bit more home. I want to show you something. You should have it already. And we see this but let me show you something. Giving is about giving is about let me read it from God's Word translation. And, and can I just say this? You notice we've been talking about the church, right? We've been talking about the church. In three ways we support our church through our time, talents, and financial contributions. By now, we should see a little bit more stability, faithfulness, stewardship, discipline relative to our time, to what we do in the church, and to our giving. So if I wasn't paying attention before, I'm paying attention now. If I was slack before, the slackness is gone. <laughs> if I wasn't given before, I'm practicing it now. Listen to this, but I wanted you to see it. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best part of your income, of all your income. Let's read this out loud. Honor. Let me get you right here. Honor the Lord with your so notice we said it's about trust and so we're going to walk through the scriptures and see. Here we see that we are to honor the Lord, honor the Lord with your wealth. That's talking about your money. It's not about the money. It's about honor and trust. As a matter of fact, you go up a couple of verses, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding. Uh, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and the best part and you hear people argue about the tithe, argue about giving an acceptable offering. And can I just say this? We make the tithe about money. We make it. It's about recognition. And what people don't understand, even in Abram's day, people tithe to gods, not just the most high. There were those who, like Abram, knew to tithe to the most high. But there were other people who had things devoted as gods that they were tithed to or in honor of. And what they were saying is that you are responsible for my success. You are responsible for why I have what I have. So when, when we tithe today, and Christ is our high priest who lives forever. So when we tithe today, we're tithing out of recognition. We're tithing out of, it's a witness, as Hebrew says, that Jesus still reigns, that he still lives. So when I do it, I'm doing it out of honor. If we, People make it about the money. No, I, when I, what I'm saying is that I, don't, I didn't do this on my own. God did this. That's what you're saying. Do you give God your best? And let me say something. And if you're anxious, he will never get your best. If, he, if he's not first, he's not going to get 
And can I say this? If God is not first, you know what he gets? He gets the leftovers. After I've done everything else. Lord, okay, now what do you want? And we say things like, well, he know my heart. But watch this. You never catch up. You never catch up when God is not honored. And, and can I say this? Because people get mad. And, and, and there are those who willingly contribute what's left over. And they do it willingly. And out of sincerity. I sincerely sold what was left over. And I done it willingly. And I was sincere when I did it. But the attitude is backwards. Why? Because I didn't honor God first. Wow. Yeah, boy, I'm, boy, I'm going to stay right here. I ain't worried about negative comments. I ain't worried about who thinking what. I, I'm, gonna stay, I'm going to stay right here because the body of Christ needs to honor God. The body of Christ needs to get to the place where they trust God. It's better to give God the best part of our income. Why? Because it demonstrates that God is head of my life, not money nor possessions. When I honor God, it, when I give him my best first, you know what I'm saying? Lord, you are head, not money, not possessions. The best part is the part that's not blemished. Like you couldn't sacrifice a blemished animal. Why give God something lame and crippled? <laughs> you, listen, you don't want it, huh? Are you giving God? Just say this, am I giving God? Think about it, my best or what's left over. In the twisted, warped mind, it's always got to be some type of propaganda. I don't care how you, I don't care how you exegete it. I don't care how you could lay it out as plain. Jesus could be standing next to me in a physical. But for the warped mind, it's always something negative. But you dare not ask the man that you invested your money with, where the money going? What is he doing with the money? No, you trust you're going to get a big return. Then we have people who will instruct us in worldly investments. Fine, nothing wrong with that. But then we get indignant with the man of God who tries to instruct me in doing it God's way. That, that don't make sense. A guaranteed return. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.